You're listening to episode number 38 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by your host, me, Kaylee Reed. Every Sunday, only on Sundays, I'll release a new podcast episode exploring topics like mental health, entrepreneurship, creativity, and of course, how self-care ties into all of this. Some weeks, it's personal rants and reflections. Other weeks, it's interviews with inspiring guests, female role models, mentors, and friends that I just think have really interesting stories. And this week's episode is an interview with a blogger, influencer, and podcast host Rachel Anthony. Rachel is from Calgary. She has the Instagram handle at almost famous with two F's and her and I met just a couple weeks ago. Um, I first reached out to her from the brand side with my quote unquote day job in influencer marketing. I was organizing a retreat, an influencer retreat, bringing together different influencers and photographers for a few days in Canmore in the Rocky Mountains just to do content creation for a couple brands that I was working with. And as I was doing research for who would be the best content creators, bloggers, and influencers to have on this retreat, Rachel was one of the influencers that really stood out to me because she made it really clear on her profile that she was Calgary-based, that she supported a lot of local brands, and she was somebody that I was really drawn to because she was so specific in her niche and being really outspoken about being based in Calgary, which I thought was really awesome. And particularly where, from the brand perspective, we were trying to build more brand awareness in the West Coast, particularly in Calgary and Alberta. Um, I was like, okay, this girl is the perfect person to have on this retreat. And so that's how I met her. And sometimes when you meet bloggers or influencers in person, you never really know what to expect of their personality. Sometimes it's intimidating. Sometimes people can seem really stuck up or like they're too good for you, um, particularly people with really big followings or who are doing it full time or have it as their career. But Rachel was somebody who I thought was really interesting. She had a lot of insight into the industry and we had some good conversations on the retreat and have hung out a couple times afterwards. Um, I was also on her podcast, which is the Poolside Podcast, and I'm going to link all of her socials and all of her content places in the episode show notes, but also on selfcaresunday.co. So you can go listen to the episode that we did together. We actually talk a lot more about my story and how I got into influencer marketing and kind of some rants around influencer marketing and things happening in the industry right now. Um, and then in this episode, Rachel shares her story of how she started her blog, how she became a quote unquote influencer, getting her first paid collaboration and our advice for upcoming influencers who want to get more paid collaborations or want to be working with brands more, some things that you can be doing. And we also talk a bit more about fitness and physical health later in the podcast episode as well, because she's a big fitness person and I'm somebody who has always struggled with prioritizing fitness as part of my self-care 
probably because I've struggled with an eating disorder and it just kind of relates to these negative past memories and negative things in my mind. But I find Rachel really inspiring and so I hope you really enjoy this episode and take something out of it, particularly if you are an aspiring influencer or blogger or podcaster, this episode's going to have a lot of insight for you. My final note before we actually dive into the interview is that we recorded this podcast episode at the Calgary Library, uh, my new favorite place in the city. It's absolutely stunning. If you haven't been to this new library and you're in Calgary or you're visiting anytime soon, you absolutely need to go. Um, That said, there is a couple moments in the interview that the sound is kind of wonky and it's literally just because there was things happening at the library. (laughs) Um, I had tried to book a room, a studio room, and it just didn't work out. So we made do. We just sat ourselves on the ground in the library, this gorgeous space. and thankfully the episode worked out pretty well so I apologize in advance for the kind of wonky sound but the content is all there and near the end of the episode it gets a lot better so let's get into the episode Rachel, okay, so I want to hear your whole story of how you got started as a blogger and like quote unquote influencer to where you are now. Because I know it's been a few years, like you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I'm glad you used blogger first, the term blogger first, because if you would have just said influencer, I'd prefer a blogger story. So started the blog almost five years ago, I think like four and a bit years ago. So I was in, I did communications, you see here, and I was in like a second year course, some like communications writing something. And the prof was like, who has a blog? And literally everybody put up their hand, oh except gosh, me. How big was this course? I mean, there's probably like 50 or 60 people. Okay. And this was in 2000? 2012. Okay. Yeah. So right when blogs were still a thing, like they were still growing and like, and I have no idea what kind of blogs these people had. They could have been (laughs) just rants or like diaries. I have no idea. I didn't ask anybody, but I watched everyone's hands go up and I was like, Oh my God, I need a blog. I don't know what a blog is, but I need a blog. So I went home that night. I was like, how to start a blog, start a blog. And it started off as like a dear diary, like, you know, like ranting, like I don't even know. I should like really personal. find I, I don't even know where it exists in the world, if it still exists, what it even said. I have no idea. That was in 2012. And I actually really liked writing. I did communications because I really liked writing papers, which nobody else liked in university, but I loved it. So that's why I did communications. And with this blog, I was like, well, no one's going to read papers, first of all. And second of all, I need to learn how to write and not in like a can't reference things at the bottom. Yeah, not like, in like an ac- academic way. Yeah, and because I wasn't a journalist, people were like, oh, you should go like into journalism, and I didn't really want to do that either. So use the blog as my tool to learn how to write normally, which was good, and it was just like had no interest in sharing it. Like it was just learn how to write. So I had that blog, and then I started a second blog in fourth year university, which does exist on the internet, but it was basically just a rant, and they're like 300 words, and it's called... Um, either it's like you know who you are or like you know these people you know these people that's what it was called and it was just like rant so you know when you hear someone like chewing loudly sitting behind you and you're like oh my god this is so annoying so I wrote a blog I probably had like 50 entries of like annoying people like people who drag their feet people who like chew too loudly people who talk on the phone and like literally just ranted on the internet didn't really tell people that it existed okay 
that's what I so that was my like first like real blog that was not just my life yeah so I should really find it because I know I didn't delete it did that and then I got into fitness so I was like I'll have a fitness blog <laughs> start a new blog <laughs> called Ray Fitness and I would just write posts like what kind of shoes you should wear like what's the difference between like Gatorade and water like all these like random shit that I just yeah. googled basically like I didn't know yeah. anything I was in communications like I wasn't <laughs> I didn't know this was not like it's a good thing no one really read it because like <laughs> it was just my opinion about things when I was how old was I like 23 or 24 did a fitness blog and then I really got into cupcake making. That was my, like, university... Whoa, yeah, really? university, like, side project. When I didn't want to study, I'd make cupcakes. My backup was opening a cupcake store. That was, like, literally my goal. Whoa, I can't even Last year, university was... Yeah, I made so, so many cupcakes. Like, pepper cupcakes, like, Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, Pinterest was, like... Because that was kind of when Pinterest, like, was still a thing. And it was huge. Yeah. yeah, cupcakes every day, all day. It was amazing. I loved making them. And then... Eventually, people, my mom was like, stop making them. We don't want to eat them. And I didn't want to eat them because I'm trying to do fitness. And I was like, this isn't fitness. This isn't fitnessing. I'm not fitting into my fitness blog. So I was like, I need a lifestyle blog. That was when blogs were kind of like a thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, make a lifestyle blog. I can be Martha Stewart. Sounds great. So <laughs> sat down. And I was like, I need a name. I need a website. Like, let's just do this for real. And the type of person I am, if I have an idea, it needs to happen like ASAP. I'm not waiting six months. I'm not going to like... I sat down and I was like... you're not a perfectionist. You're more like an executionist. Yes. And I'll deal with it later. Yeah. Like, things are... Interesting. Nothing's permanent. Because at this point, this is your fourth blog now that you started? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fourth and last blog. So this blog became Frankly Ray. Sat down. That was the name. I, like, synonymed real. Like, I just wanted to be, like, genuinely authentic, whatever. What does that mean? How do I fit my name into it? Frankly Ray is just... You're being frank. No one called me Ray, so it was kind of weird. My parents were like, what? <laughs> I was like, it just sounds cooler than, like, yeah, frankly, Rachel. Rachel. There's too many, like, s- syllables. That's anyway, cool. so frankly, Ray bought the domain off of, like, HostGator, which isn't even, like, really a thing. I don't know. Don't Someone rec- know what that is yeah, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's still hosted there. It's great. Shout out to HostGator. <laughs> and that was frankly, Ray. So I grew. And when I sat down, I was like... I didn't really do a lot of research. Same thing. Just jumped into it. I was like, I can do this. I was like, I'm going to be Martha Stewart. Had 600 categories. I was like, DUI, recipes, restaurant reviews, book reviews, fashion. I had so many categories. I was like, I can do this. (laughs) Sounds Mm -hmm. great. It didn't work out. Turns out I'm not really great at restaurant reviews because I just say they're all great. (laughs) Not that great at just cooking recipes because I don't really care unless they're cupcakes. Book reviews were boring. DOI was too hard because I don't even care about that. So anyway, so after about a year of doing all these, like, random posts about just, like, random things, I was like, okay, focus, Rachel. Like, what are you doing? What do people want to see? What do you like doing? So this is a really long story. I've never <laughs> told this story this yes, long. Uh, so then I was like, what what should I do? And so that was when I jumped into the Calgary part of it. I was like, no one really cares what I have to say. <laughs> really like I had no, I didn't know what to say like I was like fashion blogs are a thing so how do I do yeah. a fashion blog I've never been a fashion person so I don't really know why I thought I should run a fashion blog <sighs> but anyway started a fashion blog or like didn't start a fashion blog just killed a lot of my categories and kept fashion travel fitness I still had food recipes for some reason but I kept that one because cupcakes were still like a thing in right. the early days <laughs> And so then I was like, okay, I don't really know what else to say about these outfits. Like, I have, like, fall fashion, like, part one and part two, like, way back in the blog. Like, it's great. Vests, plaid shirts. (laughs) Very typical. And then, so then I was like, oh, I should reach out to other people who can tell their stories. And I don't really know where the idea came from. And I was like, that's kind of like journalism, right? Is this what journalism is? So I reached out, like, Local Laundry was one of the first ones. Um, XX Bomb is, like, a chapstick. There's a whole bunch of just, like, local brands that most of them still exist today. Some of them don't, but... 
reached out to them was like here's this like list of questions can you just fill it out and then I'll post it on my blog and mm-hmm. I'll take photos like if you have a t-shirt like do you want to just trade and like I can just borrow a t-shirt for a photo and then and that's how it started and so people would reply and I would post it and then Instagram obviously was still around and this is when I really started using Instagram not really that well but as well as you could at the time with like the knowledge that we had so I would post these photos and then the brands would post the photo and then tag the blog so that's when I realized that like that's how you grow your following is Mm -hmm. if other people post it and so create like good photos and like you need their product you can't just write a blog and not have photos so that was kind of how that all started and so it grew that way and then once I had a couple like followers and actual like credible articles I could reach out to other brands being like this is what I did like you want to do this and that's how it started did that I did fashion I would like go to the mall and buy clothes and then take photos and then return them to pretend I was a fashion blogger <laughs> I've done that before yeah that was the first like two years of this blog was just like fake oh outfits gosh. that I would never wear that's so funny yeah and but you have to you have to, to keep the content fresh yeah, like if you're not getting free stuff why exactly. not exactly and like at the time I didn't know that it, like that was not I was not an influencer there was no influencer I didn't even know you could get free stuff I just yeah. literally thought people owned all of these different clothes yeah. I was like how are they affording this yeah turns out there weren't but I had no idea so I was like pretending that I could do all of this and so I had like a day job and then when I was laid off um like two and a half years ago I had so much time on my hands and I was like okay like let's like really make this blog because that's what I really like doing I love taking photos I love writing this is where like the influencer part comes in I never called myself an influencer didn't know what that meant it was just a blogger so then about a year and a half ago I got an email from from sport check super random out of the blue don't even know how they got my email and they were like we want to collaborate with you we're going to pay you it's this long and I was like I was in New York at the time so it was like it wasn't an Instagram trip but I went with my friend and we just like basically took photos and I was like what what wow. I was like is this is this a scam so I was like do you want my SIM number ago? yeah year and a yeah. half ago it was in November like 2016 yeah 2016 so almost so two years ago I guess um, got this email and I was just like, cool. <laughs> like, this is yeah. cool. Didn't know it was an influence. Like, I didn't know influence marketing. That was a thing. I like, I was like, like, oh yeah, I like fitness, fashion. I used to work at Sport Check. That was like literally my oh. first thought. I'm like, I'm like, do they know I used to work here? <laughs> they didn't. Like, they don't know that. <laughs> but yeah, so it was, it's interesting that that was the first one because it didn't really occur to me that the sports brand reached out and that should have yeah. been like a clue that that was really what I was enjoying the most and obviously what was coming through with my brand but so that was super cool that was my first like paid collaboration rather Mm -hmm. than just like free t-shirts for my blog and like all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and so that was really the most eye-opening one which was super cool I was like wow okay so they sent me stuff take the photos I went out to the mountains like it was it was amazing because I actually wore the stuff I actually still wear the shoes to the gym that they gave me because they're the best shoes that I had and I was like yeah so that was awesome so that was really when like the influencer marketing part of my blog took off because then once I once you realize that people like care about what you're doing or like will pay you or want to collaborate with you you're like oh okay so you like look at yourself a little bit differently take a little more seriously take better photos starts to evolve and as Instagram obviously has evolved in the past two years as well and you kind of just go with it but that was how the whole blog Instagram influencer started so that was like two years ago that was when it really started and then in the past two years I've just been just hustling away on the gram yeah okay so there's a lot of really interesting pieces to the story that you just told I think one kind of takeaway that I find really interesting is that this blog that you're on right now is the fourth version of you like starting some sort of blog because I talked to so many 
aspiring influencers, bloggers, micro-influencers, and they're all like, okay, so how do I X, Y, Z? How do I keep growing? How do I, you know, get to the next level without realizing that a lot of people that are at that next level have gone through so many steps of just like trial and error Mm -hmm. of starting something, stopping it, starting something new, stopping it, finding what works, niching down, all of these things. So I think that's really like key takeaway for people who are just starting out that maybe are afraid to start a blog or don't know what the next step should be. It's like you just have to do things sometimes to figure out what works for you. Totally. And like what you start with probably won't be what you are finishing with. Because if you, I don't know what the saying is. There's some sort of saying about this, but if you wait too long, you've you've waited too long. Like I don't, I, there's a saying. That's no, not the saying. It's something but. like... Um, if you wait if you wait to launch until it's perfect, you've waited too long yeah. because it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. And so especially when it's a blog or some sort of creative thing that's like just of you, mm-hmm. just post, just do it. Mm-hmm. First of all, no one's going to see your first post anyway. Probably no one cares, second of all. <laughs> so you just have to do it for yourself. And like then you figure out what you like to do and what you want to do and what... Yeah. And you actually going off of that, you find out what you really like to do. Because even when I started, I'm like, oh, all bloggers do this, 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 and this turns out just Martha Stewart and like Lauren Conrad can do that like part of it yeah but then you like you're copying other people's blogs because that's how you you're like oh I saw this person do this this person does this this person does this on Instagram like they're using this filter and you can you can start off that way it's a great place to start obviously but you'll evolve into what you actually like to do in like your own find your own style Yeah. yeah exactly finding your own brand is super important Um, Another piece that I thought was really interesting was that the first paid collab that you got, the brand reached out to you. And that happened to me as well. Um, But a lot of people who are getting into the influencer space now are asking, how do I get brands to pay me? And my advice generally is make really great content because brands will find you if your content is great and they will pay you versus spending your time pitching brands to pay you. Like, put your time and energy into creating the best content and brands will find you. Yeah. Stop putting your time into trying to find brands that are going to pay you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Would you I agree with f- that? I fully agree with that. There's so many people out there. I mean, you would know because you're on that side of it. Like, brands get pitched millions time. of times a day. like Multiple times a day. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> they want to see what you can do. And, like, most of the time you're just sending, like, a mass message to, like, a million brands. Mm-hmm. But if you actually like the brand that you want to work with, go buy their stuff because most of the time if you actually like them, you actually own their stuff. Yes, exactly. And why would they want to invest in you if you're not going to invest in them yeah. in the first place? I mean, you don't have to work at SportCheck for them to <laughs> re- reach out to you, <laughs> but like buy the stuff that you like and post about them and create the content. Go on their page. What kind of things do they post? Like just put a little research into it. Yes. And like you said, brands will find you. Like the internet exists now. People understand what influencer marketing, there's tools and apps and things for people to find you. So yeah, make good content. Like yeah. that's what will make you stand out. Yeah. And I loved uh, you saying like actually buy stuff that you love from brands that you love and then post about them. Like if they're not sending you stuff for free, buy it, support them, post about them because a lot of times like they'll see that content. Sometimes they'll repost you. Sometimes like a year later, they'll reach out to, to do a collaboration. Like that's happened to me so many times before where I'm literally just tagging every brand that I'm wearing in everything. And then like six months down the road, they reach out probably because a while ago they saw that I tagged them in something and I was like on their radar. So I think that's like important for people to realize is 
you don't always have to like wait for brands to reach out to you. You can be creating this content with stuff that you already own and you already love. And that kind of helps get brands attention to want to work with you. Totally. I pretended I was sponsored for the first like three years on Instagram. (laughs) I wasn't. I bought all of that. It was really expensive. Like you have to invest in it. Like invest your time, invest your money. That's funny. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, So now... You are freelancing full-time and doing the blog, and you also have a podcast. Walk me through what a day in the life is looking like for you these days. Okay. I'll walk you through today, because today okay. was actually a pretty, like, general day. So, I got up at 5, because that's Jeez. what I do. I have an alarm. Like, I could not. <laughs> and this is funny, too, because we were just talking about this before we started recording, um, in terms of making excuses for life tra- lifestyle changes, which I'll ask you about later. But yeah, 5 a.m., girl, wow. Yeah, so I got up at 5, went to spin at 6, which I usually do like two or three times a week, or I go to the gym. So I got up at 5, go to spin. Um, I actually went home. I drive a lot. You don't have a car, so no, I, I don't. Yeah, but I drive to spin, drive home, um, answer my emails. I have like, I make a to do list. Look at my emails, make it to-do list. What do I, like, yeah. re- especially on a Friday, like, what do I really need to get done today that I probably procrastinated all week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually every day is a procrastination day. What have I procrastinated up until today <laughs> that I really need to get done? Make a list of, usually it's all my clients, lay out all my clients. What do you have to do? Including my blog posts, including my podcast, everything. Um, pick the things. Usually it's, like, just post on Instagram. Usually it's just, like, client, Instagram, client, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do that, eat breakfast at the same time, go through my emails, do anything that's like really quick that I can do and then I'll eat and then usually by like 10 or 11 I take my dog for a walk I listen to a podcast nice for usually it's like half an hour what did you listen to today I listened to the end of a Joe Rogan podcast nice the literally the greatest podcast episode I've listened to in a really long time it was two and a half hours long who was it with uh David Goggins Okay. You need to listen to it. Okay. Everyone needs to listen to it. It was the most, especially because it's the end of the year and 2019 is coming. It was the most motivating, like no bullshit nice. episode. It's two and a half hours. Don't be intimidated by it. It's worth like every minute of it. I listened nice. to the whole thing. It's the only, like Joe Rogan's are always really long yeah. and I'm like, oh God, like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. You have time for it. Okay. Listen to the end of that one because it was so long. End of that one. And I listened to uh, the Skinny Confidential. Nice. <laughs> okay. they, no shame. They have great people on the podcast. Yeah. So I'm about halfway through that one. But yeah, that's what I listen to today. So motivating, and then they're all kind of motivating. I love a skinny confidential. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did that, and then I'll go back, do like a good chunk of work. Like, what did I kind of procrastinate still in the morning that I didn't get done? Like, that's going to take like an hour, hour and a half. Focus on one client. I've tried really hard now to stop jumping around. Mm-hmm. I still have 50 tabs open, but I'll be like, okay, do this thing on your list. Be able to cross it off on your list. Don't just do half of it. So I sat down. Today was my gaming tweets nice. that I did. So I, I scheduled Twitter for, it was like half an hour to 45 minutes of the weekend. So I don't have to do on the weekend. Did that, ate lunch. And then I had a coffee meeting. I got my brows done because nice. I'm a freelancer. So I'll do it midday. <laughs> had my brows. And then I had a coffee meeting with um, one of my like, she's a friend, kind of a mentor. We kind of just like every six months we meet just to like see where we're at. Cool. Did that. And now I am here doing here. the podcast. Um, and then I would probably go home. I have a Christmas party tonight because it's Christmas. But usually I would go home, 
Um, my boyfriend and I would eat dinner together, and then he plays video games, and I do more work. So nice. things that aren't time sensitive. So scheduling Facebook, scheduling mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, that's when I do my podcast stuff. And like, what episode I release episodes twice a week. So making sure I have the graphics for that because. I never have the graphics ready and it's usually like six in the morning. I'm like, Oh God, I need the graphics. (laughs) So graphics, uh, blogging comes at the end. I'm trying really hard to get in the habit of writing full blog posts, but I'll usually just like jot down some notes. Like what do I need to do for the blog? And then go to sleep at 11, 11. You wake up at five. Yeah, man. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Um, because I know that you are like, uh, spin person yes. anybody you should see anybody her. you can't see her face right now but it was the look of disgust <laughs> I say it like that only because I am disgusted by the idea of waking up at 5 a.m and like doing physical activity but that's me and I know that like anybody who's into spin is really into spin like all my friends that do spin it's all they talk about they're so obsessed <laughs> with spin and I love it I'm like good I'm so glad that you found something that you love this much but what I wanted to talk about in regards to this is how do you motivate yourself to make fitness a priority and for people like myself, (laughs) like I think a lot of my listeners, (laughs) um, people who tend to put fitness on the back burner because it gives them anxiety. I don't know. Like for me, when I think about going to work out, I, I actually get anxious. I'm like, no, I can't do it. So I'll go for runs outside, which like works until it's freezing because we live in Calgary. Um, but yeah, what is like, how do you do it? So I stay motivated because I love it. Right. So that's like where I lose a lot of people already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love spin and I love going to the gym. If I could just do that all day, like usually I'll go to spin and then I'll go to the gym. Like today I didn't go to the gym because I just didn't have time, but usually I do, I exercise twice a day Mm -hmm. because I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a form of meditation, non-calming meditation. Yeah. Uh, Mostly because you can't have your phone in spin especially mm-hmm. how yoga is good for that too but like it's too hot in hot yoga but so you can't have your phone and you just are so focused on like breathing and not dying that you can't <laughs> think about other things which is really important to me because mm. my brain goes all the time yeah um and yeah I just love it I love the community once you go enough you like know people and you get to make friends yeah I used to work at the spin studio that right. I go to so like that's a little bit biased but yeah it just and then your your body changes and you get mm-hmm. into it and like if you're not into lifting weights then you're probably going to not listen to this. But when you lift weights, the whole goal is to lift more weights. And so as you see yourself growing, you're just like, oh, this is so fun. Like, you feel so good. Like, you look better. You feel better. Usually you eat better and then you sleep better. And, like... And once you have that lifestyle change, it's like, why would you go back? Yeah. And you just have to get into the habit of doing it because it's really easy to fall off of it. I've had, like, a week or two where, like, you just replace it like you said you put it on a back burner and you're like oh well I have this meeting then I have this and I don't have time and it's really easy to get out of it because like it is a lot of work <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not that it's easy like you still have to get ready and then you're sweaty and like it takes mm-hmm. a lot of time but you just have to get into habit and like remember the benefits because once you do a workout you feel good everybody yeah, feels good and like, that's so true it's funny because like as you said every single time I work out I feel so much better afterwards, not only physically, but also mentally, because I'm like, wow, I did the thing. You know, like I accomplished something (laughs) physical. I did it. And you're probably more awake now too, which is why I really like morning workouts, Mm. which is not for everybody, but like you wake up and you're awake and now you've already accomplished something and it's only 
8 a.m. And so now you, you just do whatever you have to do during the rest of the day. Whereas I'm not very good at evening workouts because by the time it rolls around to like, especially because I don't have a day job, so I'm not like confined to those yeah. times. Um, by the time like 6 p.m. rolls around, I'm like, oh man, like I have to get up and leave the house and go. To, like that's like it's the same feeling people have in the morning, but right. I get that at night. So I don't work out at night. Interesting. Because I just, that's all my energy is gone. Like I've already yeah. used it all. So. And then my advice for people, which I just wrote a blog post for a feature on Sweat Society about this that comes out soon, I think. My biggest advice, my biggest pet peeve first before the advice is excuses (laughs) with fitness. You don't have to be a bodybuilder and you don't have to run marathons to work out. You You can go for a run. You can go for a long walk. There's not really... You just do whatever. You just have to move. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, like, get off of your couch, get off your phone, get off your computer, and just move. Mm-hmm. Stop sitting. We spend so much of our day sitting. Yeah. It's really bad for our back, it's for our neck, for everything. It's so bad. Yeah. And so then my advice is to stop watching Netflix. <laughs> People that have no time, if you ask them what show they're into, they're probably like, oh, I binge-watched whatever is happening on Netflix, which I don't know. But they probably binge watch some Netflix show. They probably watch Facebook videos. Yeah. You're wasting your time. Like, yeah. you're filling the time that you could have spent at the gym with something that obviously is easier to do and mm-hmm. it's more comfortable and you can, like, eat popcorn and, like, do all this. But you have the time. You just have to make the time. So, yeah. like, I don't... I hate saying it because it makes me sound like such a snob, but I don't watch TV ever. <laughs> People are like, what's your favorite Netflix show? I don't have a favorite Netflix show. I haven't seen any of the, like, recent ones <laughs> because I just don't watch it. I just don't have, like, either I'm working or I go work out. And right. we don't have cable. We have Netflix. We only have one TV, so my boyfriend plays video games, so we don't even have, like, a TV to watch it on. So just taking the time to work out. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to be at the gym for three hours. Like, do half an hour. Yeah. And everyone has half an hour to work yeah. out. Um, and then the second thing is just eat healthier, which I know is hard when people are running around, but... When you go out for drinks, get soda water. You don't have to have, like, a sugary cocktail. And I know you're not as cool or whatever, <laughs> but if you just order the, the soda water with lime, people might think it's a vodka soda or something, and then you're <laughs> just so as true. cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my advice. Just make the choices mm-hmm. to do it because you'll feel better and stop having excuses. Yeah. And I think that second part, which is you feel better, is the big takeaway from this because... I think particularly, like, when I was struggling with my eating disorder and when I was going through, like, a lot of depressive episodes, I would make so many excuses and I would never do any of the things. I would never actually practice self-care, like, which is what fitness and eating well are. And not, ironically, I was, like, in the worst mental and physical state because I wasn't taking care of myself. And when you're already in that state and you don't proactively take care of yourself, it just like gets worse and worse and worse and spirals. Um, so now being out of that and just like having made small lifestyle changes, like I'm still not a gym person, but like I eat way better. I actually like drink a lot of water during the day. Like the little things that we literally learn in kindergarten that are self-care and that make us feel better for some reason we put so many excuses around them but if you just like make it a priority you do feel so much better and then you want to keep doing it because you're like wow I'm happy like wow I feel energized (laughs) like wow this is actually a good feeling yeah exactly and like if you need that like push then that's what fitness group fitness classes are for Mm. you know you don't have to go by yourself like lots of people don't like the gym because they're like I don't motivate myself I don't do this or whatever 
and you don't want to pay for a personal trainer because they're expensive. Yeah. So go to a group fitness class. Like everyone's there, and like yes, I know it's intimidating sometimes to show up, but everyone there is sweating just as much as you are. Like it might not look like it because they're the like fancy people in the front row that like only wear sports bras. Like there's, it's intimidating, but at the same time, people are all there and they're all sweating. And yeah, that's accountability. If like you need that or that community. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the final thing that I want to ask you for this episode is about your podcast, because we did an episode together a couple weeks ago, um, which I'll link in the show notes. You guys can go listen if you want to hear us talk more about influencer marketing um, and a bit about my story. But what inspired you to start the podcast and where are you going with it? What kind of topics and things have you been doing with it? So I'm glad we started with the blog actually in that story because the podcast is just an extension of the blog. So um, I moved away on the blog from interviewing people just because I got into my own like travel stuff and whatever. And then I really missed sharing people's stories because that's what I've really loved about being an influencer and Instagram and blogging and stuff is meeting people and listening to their stories and because I am do so much in Calgary I'm a huge supporter of local I've bought tons of things from Mm -hmm. all the local people going to the markets doing everything I just think it's like a great community that we have and so I wanted a way to share that again without writing because most people don't read blogs I still love writing them but most people aren't reading them and so yeah so I was like okay how else can I do this and I started listening to a ton of podcasts in I only started listening in March actually to podcasts yeah I went to Create and Cultivate in LA Mm -hmm. and there was a podcast panel and I was like what is a podcast and what am I doing here and who are these people I was like what and then I and like this this Lauren Everett's from Skinny Confidential was on this panel mm. and like all this so I was like oh, when nice. I went to go start I was like who do I listen to and I like went back to who's on the panel and I started listening to it so I still listened to two of the people actually that were on the panel um, and that was when I first got an intro into podcasts I started listening to them and then I was just like obsessed like I probably listened to like five or six episodes a day so like five or six hours of podcasting a day like it was too much it caused me to have like an imposter syndrome, like panic attack because it's like, there's so much I could be doing, like listen to all these people. Like it did like my brain exploded. Like every, it still explodes, but I've been able to like manage it, but it just like exploded with all these like different people and ideas and whatever. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, I want to do that. Like then you can interview people and like you can share people's stories. And I thought that was really cool. So I Googled best microphone for a podcast <laughs> and I ordered it. <laughs> and and now that I like talked about the blog and how many times I started, so I actually started the podcast in March. No, probably like April or May. I bought the microphone, so I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I recorded like two or three episodes. Didn't really know what I was like gonna say, but I wrote out. I was like, marketing, business, social media, influencer. I don't know. That's kind of what I like do for work. So I was like, that's kind of cool. I get tons of questions. I basically, I base it on questions I get on Instagram. It's like, Mm -hmm. how do you become an influencer? How do I work for myself? How do I, I like, then I can just answer these people's questions in like one place. And then I don't have to like personally answer all these questions. And so I did that, recorded a couple and I went to go interview my friend and she was like, we should do this together. Like, let's start a podcast together. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> let's do it together. Sounds cool. Then it's not just me talking. Cause I did a couple just me talking and you didn't like it. No, it was kind of weird. Cause I was like <laughs> talking to the wall or like my dog. And I was just like, this is weird. Like I don't, and the same thing. I still have like imposter syndrome in the back of my mind all the time. I'm like, who am I to say anything? Who's going right. to listen to this podcast? So we started, we did three episodes and then she kind of just flaked out on me. And we're still really good friends, obviously, but she just didn't want to do the podcast. It was really hard to get together with two people. She didn't really want yeah. to interview people. It just, like... It was too much. Too much. Didn't really think about it, because, like I said, I just... The start, day yeah. of, I thought a podcast, bought the mic, and so I just yeah. started, and then she just started, and then it kind of died out, and so then that was in the summertime, and I was like, okay, fine, like, do summer, 
And then in September, I was like, okay, I need this podcast. I still want to do it. I was like, my friend, I was like, you're not in this. Like, <laughs> go away. I'm going to do this myself. So I did it myself, recorded the first podcast episode myself, and then jumped in from there. Made a list of people that I knew in Calgary that like own a business, are related to marketing, social media, whatever. Mm-hmm. People that I would know that were like kind of cool that I could put on this podcast and just like start off that way, just like I did for my blog. Like, who mm-hmm. has a platform already that I can use? So I listed it out. There were so many people on and I was so pumped that I decided to have two episodes a week, which Whoa. in, re- yeah, in retrospect, <laughs> I was like, oh, two episodes, it's easy. And then I got to the end of that list and I was like, shit, whose <sighs> idea was this? Why didn't we just do it once a week? But still going strong, two episodes a week. Really? You're comes still out, doing two a week? Yeah, wow. Tuesday and Friday. Oh, and the episode ends there. I cut the interview off slightly short because... At this moment in time, we're sitting in the library recording, and some teenagers just randomly decided to walk in blasting Christmas music in this library, which was so quiet and peaceful up to this point. It was really strange, and we like couldn't stop laughing um, because this Christmas music was so obvious and so loud. So we just stopped the interview there. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes coming up weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. Please leave a rating and review. You guys know that I say this every week, but it honestly makes such a huge difference to creators, to podcast hosts. It helps inspire us to continue making more episodes if you truly do love them, and it helps more people find the show on iTunes and other platforms. So thanks again for tuning in. You can find me at selfcaresunday on Instagram or at kaylee.e. Happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone.